So tonight I'm going to talk about gratitude, apropos of Thanksgiving, um, and talk about what I call the four four levels of gratitude. And I, I think I'll begin by saying that um, having any kind of gratitude practice is really magical because um, it's one of the most effective ways to make ourselves happier. It's, one, it's a very simple thing you can do just to cultivate gratitude. And it, you know, there's overwhelming evidence in every study they've ever done that practicing gratitude in any way makes you happier. So um, it, it really is a practice that is its own recommendation in many ways. So the, what I call the four levels of gratitude, level one is, is really easy. Level one is just gratitude for the completely, uh, the completely wonderful things in life. You know, the, the, the things that are out of the blue, absolutely wonderful. Um, Usually things like that we're spontaneously grat- uh, grateful for. Um, you know, I, th- I think there are some people that are so, you know, committed to being miserable that they, you know, they quickly reset to, oh, that wasn't so great, you know. But most people are just, are naturally grateful when something truly wonderful happens. Um, and really the only work there, I would say, is to savor it more. You know, when it, when it first happens... We're incredibly grateful. Are we grateful a week later, a month later, three months later? You know, there's there's nothing wrong with savoring the gratitude and extending it, you know. Um, Continuing to realize that, that the thing that was special when it happened is still special, that kind of thing. So that's level one. There's not a whole lot to say about level one. Level two, gratitude, is gratitude for all the ordinary, everyday good things in life. Um, And what I mean by that is the following. Uh, Often it's an exercise, say, in a meditation retreat, where they'll say, you know, imagine the doctor said to you that, you know, you have some horrible problem with your eyes, you're going to go blind in three weeks, you know? And if the doctor said that, imagine how carefully you would start looking at everything. You'd be taking in the faces of the people you love. You'd be looking at flowers. But even ordinary things, you know, a fire hydrant, like just the most ordinary things imaginable, it'd be like, wow, I can still see this. And I'm not going to be able to see it anymore. You know, this sort of thing. And then imagine, you know, a couple weeks later, the doctor says, we have this new medicine or this new treatment and, you know, miraculous cure, you're going to get to keep your vision, you know? And imagine how over-the-top grateful you'd be, you know, thinking that you were going to go blind, that now you get to keep your vision, you know? And then the question becomes, how come we're not grateful for our vision all the time like that? You know, the absolute miracle of sight, why are we not grateful for that? You know, the miracle of hear, he, uh, hearing, the miracle of being able to walk. I remember the, uh, at one point, the, the, the late author, um, John O'Donoghue, he, he was a Catholic priest for much of his life. And, and as such, he would bring communion to people who were shut-ins. And he said, you know, there are people that we never see 
because they're confined in bed and they would give anything just to swing their legs over the edge of the bed and walk across the room. They would give anything in their life to be able to do that again. And they can't, you know. And here we are walking around not realizing it's a miracle, you know. Having two hands, that, that's one that's uh, very, very uh, evident to me at this point, what a miracle it is to have two hands, you know. And so those are, those are some of the bigger ones. Um, but also ordinary things. Having a, a, you know, the place you live has running water. It has electricity, you know. Um, you know, the fact that we have a working fire department in, in whatever town you work in. You know, we have sidewalks, you know. Things like this, like ordinary little things that make life better. And of course, the opposite of gratitude is taking for granted. And it's funny, it's funny how much taking for granted deadens and dulls us. You know, when I take something for granted, I get no joy out of it, no satisfaction, but then I'm devastated when I lose it. (laughs) And so I'm like minimizing happiness and maximizing sadness when I take something for granted. And that's just inanimate objects. It gets even more complicated if, you know, in interpersonal relationships, but I'm taking someone for granted, you know, then there, there's a whole other layer there. Um, whereas gratefulness, it, it's harder because it requires, it requires effort, it requires attention, but it's actually because it forces us to pay attention more that that's part of where the joy comes from. Um, I really view it as one of the foundational teachings of the Buddha, that there's this profound connection between the quality of our attention and our overall happiness, you know? And simply by paying attention to all the little things in life, we're refining our attention, which itself is contributing to our happiness. So there's, there's a lot, I think there's tremendous potential that we all have just on this second level of gratitude, mm-hmm. of noticing more keenly uh, the blessings in life and, and uh, you know, celebrating the things that previously we had taken for granted. The, the third level of gratitude, a little more challenging, giving thanks to for all the annoyances, all the troublesome things, all the prob- little problems in life, you know, giving, having great gratitude for the people who rub us the wrong way, the people who offend us or insult us, you know. There's this wonderful Buddhist teaching that, you know, that our enemies are our most precious teachers. That's, that's the traditional phrase they use in Buddhism, you know, uh, the Dalai Lama refers to China as his most precious teacher because China took over his country and he had to flee, you know. And, and he even points out, you know, as, as traumatic as that is and as devastating as it, that was to him and to his people, um, among other things, it resulted in 
Tibetan Buddhism being known throughout the world and the Dalai Lama being really known as a world figure rather than just isolated in his country, you know? And so he he acknowledges the benefit that came through this this horrible act of aggression and genocide, really. Um, and so that's a lovely idea, but it's a very hard one to live out when the person's actually in your face annoying you, you know, this sort of thing. Um, another way to think about it is that you know, the qualities of the Buddha, discipline, patience, you know, these are paramitas, perfections of the Buddha, you know. How do we learn patience? Except by having those those events in life and those incidents and those people that try our patience, you know. Um, how do we, how do we learn generosity, you know, so, it, it's one level of generosity when I'm giving something to someone I love or someone I care about, you know. It's another level of generosity when I'm giving somebody the benefit of the doubt that I really don't want to give the benefit of the doubt, you know. Like, that that's a whole other level of generosity. The fourth level of gratitude, I would say, is gratefulness for um, for the tragedies, gratefulness for the most painful things in life, you know, the, the, the deepest injuries, the, the soul pain, you know, and that's a, that's a hard one. That, that's almost a life's work to cultivate any kind of gratitude at that level. Um, just the gratitude for the awareness that even the ways that I have been wounded in the depth of my soul have shaped me and, and have, you know, and the healing work that I've done over the course of decades has brought me blessings, you know, like this kind of thing. Um, and so again, that, that, that's a particularly hard one, but insofar as I can hold even my deepest wounds with a kind of gratitude, um, it takes a tremendously large container to do that, you know. In other words, I'm, to hold gratitude for something, I'm containing it emotionally. Um, I have a, a wise friend who, who likes to say, one of the most important questions in life is just how big is your container? You know, how big an emotional experience can you simply hold, you know, without being overwhelmed, you know, with being able to maintain connection with your heart, you know. And so in that sense, gratitude for, for our deepest places of pain is, that's an exercise in growing the size of our container, which itself is something to be grateful for. So I'll share the quote sheet. I'll share it first of all with the Zoomies.
So for Meister Eckhart, the great Christian mystic. It's double-sided. Yeah, er, theoretically, everyone only needs one page. It's double-sided. Thank you. Meister Eckhart said, if the only prayer you ever say in your entire life is thank you, it will be enough. The great poet John Milton said, gratitude bestows reverence, allowing us to encounter everyday epiphanies those transcendent moments of awe that change forever how we experience life in the world. William Blake said, the thankful receiver bears a plentiful harvest, really pointing to how how magnetic gratitude is. Robert Louis Stevenson said, keep your eyes open to your mercies. The man who forgets to be thankful has fallen asleep in life. And I love that that way of phrasing it, your mercies. A couple from G.K. Chesterton. I would maintain that thanks are the highest form of thought and that gratitude is happiness doubled by wonder. He also said, when it comes to life, the critical thing is whether you take things for granted or take them with gratitude. Karl Barth said simply, Joy is the simplest form of gratitude. Shunryo Suzuki said, if you can appreciate each thing one by one, then you will have pure gratitude. Even though you observe just one flower, that one flower includes everything. The theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who died in the Holocaust, said, gratitude changes the pangs of memory into tranquil joy. Johann Gartner said, to speak gratitude is courteous and pleasant, to enact gratitude is generous and noble, but to live gratitude is to touch heaven. JFK said, we must find time to stop and thank the people who make a difference in our lives. And it's a, it's a really wonderful reflection. Who are the people who really made a difference into your in your life? And have you really thanked them? You know? And, and what would it mean to thank them? Joseph Worthland said, Sometimes we should express our gratitude for the small and simple things, like the scent of rain, the taste of your favorite food, or the sound of a loved one's voice. Eileen Caddy says, gratitude helps you grow and expand. Gratitude brings joy and laughter into your life and into the lives of all those around you. William Arthur Ward said, gratitude can transform common days into thanksgivings, turn routine jobs into joy, and change ordinary opportunities into blessings. Zig Ziglar said, Gratitude is the healthiest of all human emotions. The more you express gratitude for what you have, the more likely you will have even more to express gratitude for. So echoing the the William Blake quote, the magnetic quality. Noel Maxwell said, we should certainly count our blessings, but we should also make our blessings count. That's a fascinating one. David Stendhal Ross said, It is not happiness that makes us grateful. It is gratefulness that makes us happy. 
Every moment is a gift. There's no certainty that you will have another moment with all the opportunities that it contains. A couple from the Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama said, first of all, when you practice gratitude, there's a sense of respect toward others. And I think that's especially true if we go through life actively expressing gratitude toward the people in our lives. It really is a, a very powerful way to honor them. The Dalai Lama also said, Every day, think as you wake up. I am fortunate to be alive. I have a precious human life. I am not going to waste it. You know, what would it mean to start every day just with those words? A couple from Sarah Van Brechnath, she said, Whatever we were waiting for, peace of mind, contentment, grace, the inner awareness of simple abundance, it will surely come to us, but only when we are ready to receive it with an open and grateful heart. You know, it's a very interesting question. How many blessings are we shutting out from our lives just because we're not fully ready to receive them? You know, he also, she also said, gratitude is the most passionate transformative force in the cosmos. When we offer thanks to God or to another human being, gratitude gifts us with renewal, reflection, reconnection. Melody Beatty said, Gratitude can turn a meal into a feast, a house into a home, a stranger into a friend. It makes sense of our past, brings peace for today, and creates a vision for tomorrow. Oprah Winfrey said, Be thankful for what you, you have you'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never, ever have enough. Alice Walker said, Thank you is the best prayer anyone could say. I say that one a lot. Thank you expresses extreme gratitude, humility, understanding. Eckhart Tolle said, It is through gratitude for the present moment that the spiritual dimension of life opens up. Robert Brault said, even the little things, enjoy the little things, for one day you may look back and realize that they were big things, you know? It's, it's always a, a fascinating question, like when we're on our deathbed, what will be the things that matter to us most in life, you know? Brene Brown said, I don't have to chase extraordinary moments to find happiness. It's right in front of me if I'm paying attention and practicing gratitude. And I love that one. Just attention and gratitude are are so powerful for happiness. Rashid Ungoloro said, One day in life, one has a choice to take one of two paths, to wait for some special day or to celebrate each special day. And Kristen Armstrong said, When we focus on our gratitude, the tide of disappointment goes out and the tide of love rushes in.